Hello, Kristen here with a new thing. Okay, so the bad news. We can't all move to Canada if Trump wins. The good news is that we can face whatever is coming together. And the antidote is for facing it together. It's for monthly gathering where we practice building resilience in the body long before November 5th. So you're going to practice returning to your body, your breath, and your being when the stakes are really low, when we're just in a Zoom room together, so that you build those muscles and they're easier to access when you really need them. And in case of a Trump win, you will really need them. And in case of a non-Trump win, you'll have them forever and it will be great regardless. <laughs> you can find all the details at jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Promo code TRUST takes $33 off before March 12th because trust. Again, that's jointheantidote.com. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said called I Quit Facebook and Then This Happened, right? This is total clickbait and I get it, but also clickbait's fun sometimes. So that's what's happening. Um, this morning, I walked into my bedroom and I pulled back the curtains to find that the window was open while the air conditioner was running. It has been horribly humid, like between 83% and 95% humid, and I have been trash-talking the air conditioner for a while now, but it turns out that it is not the air conditioner's fault. Tons and tons of energy was flying out the window instead of doing the job of making me 43% less grumpy and cooling the room. Recently, I quit Facebook. I had a big quitting party on Facebook Live and threw lots of confetti, then deleted every last business page and group I had started before deleting my whole account. Of course, I was nervous about what would happen. Would I suddenly be destitute, as asshole brain contended? Would I inexplicably be struck by the desire to rejoin it as quickly as I had left? Would I feel emotionally destitute, disconnected from everyone I know and love? Nope, nope, and nope. Like, you might have predicted that. Quitting Facebook led to a massive reclaiming of energy that I didn't even know I'd been losing. Turns out Facebook was my open window, and tons of energy was flying away there without my conscious awareness. There were many groups that I had started, both recently and years ago, to support peeps in my programs, and then I didn't know how to close or to back away from without things getting awkward. Lesson learned, start dates and end dates for program communities. Boundaries, hooray! There were messages I didn't see or didn't want to answer, so I let them hang in the ether. There was the steady obligation to keep a stream of inspiring things and stuff and links coming to the 9,000-ish peeps on my fan page, as well as the subtle pressure to like, comment upon, click, or interact with my Facebook friends, many of whom I had never actually met in real life. When I deleted my account, all those threads of obligation were broken once and for all. I thought nothing special would happen when I deleted my account, but holy shit, I was wrong. I used that reclaimed energy to do a bunch of stuff, and I want to share it not because you need a lecture about how you should quit Facebook, but because we all seem to underestimate the places where our energy is flying out the window without our consent, particularly online. Going to that job you hate takes energy. Participating in a group you don't enjoy 
whether it's online or offline, takes energy. Sharing your work and others' work and your inspiration for any sort of feed takes energy. Creating a group of people and then holding them in a safe, nurturing way, again, online or off, and in your personal life or in your business, takes energy. Maintaining any relationship takes energy, particularly the ones that you feel have passed their expiration dates, and you're like, but I love this person because I've always loved this person because they've always been there. And you kind of talk about the things that you did 5 to 10 to 15 years ago, but you don't have any new things to talk about. That takes energy. Being a good steward of your energy means sometimes you reclaim it so that it can be used in a myriad of new and interesting ways. Here's what my reclaimed energy did. And again, this is not to brag. This is not because I'm fucking awesome. Um, This is to show you how I did not expect anything to happen. And this one terrifying change of quitting Facebook um, led to all these other things. And it's amazing. And I just wanted to share because, yeah, you'll find out why I wanted to share. So boring stuff. I cleaned the whole house and I took care of some nagging real life tasks. You know, those tasks that pile up like deep cleaning the stove or mopping every floor on the house and then sighing with the contented sigh of a person who has all their shit together. I did those things. The house got cleaned, the laundry got done, the couch cushions and pillows and throws and duvets and comforters and all the things got washed. I diffused oils. I scrubbed floors. I threw away clutter. I generally reclaimed my home from nature's endless attempts to cover it in smells and farts and fur and dust. Physical world. Check. Work stuff, I achieved double inbox zero. That's like a unicorn floating on a cloud through a sea of rainbows and baby otters, right? It's rare. Fun stuff, uh, I read two novels within 24 hours. When you reclaim three minutes here and six minutes there and 14 minutes over there that used to be lost to scrolling or to reading articles that you had clicked on through a link, you end up with way more time to read. Who knew? <laughs> Creative stuff. This is where it starts to get good. I turned my yard into an art gallery. Once uh, Bear and I had strung the yard with pretty hipster twinkle lights and laden the edges with pinwheels, we kept going. The family motto is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. We ordered the sort of bunting they use at car dealers and strung it up with the lights. Some flowers we planted last year magically returned. We supplemented the real flowers with wooden ones made of paint and glitter. We turned an old terrarium into a little free library full of good books and propped it on the fence. It's basically magic. But what to do with all that magic? Why not turn it into an art gallery? I make lots of paintings. Some of them suck. Some of them are for sale. Some of them are great. They're just really big, like 30 inches by 40 inches big. And they take up room in the house because they don't fit in a closet. (laughs) Bear and I attached them to our fence and turned the yard into an art gallery. Some of his kids' paintings were also hanging around. We've hung the ones that we dig most on our inside walls. And uh, so we hung those up too. We made our own damn plein air art show for no particular reason. In cases of creativity, just to remind you, you don't need the approval of another person or professional or expert to do the thing you want to do. To paint, to write, to sculpt, to make, to tinker, to turn a room into an art exhibit. You don't need a certification. You don't need to go to college. You don't need to get a degree. You don't need to get a certificate or a diploma or some sort of stamp of approval. You work under the authority of no one. You have the power to make cool shit happen. People literally gasp as they walk past the yard. 
It's only eight paintings and a few nails and some $12 bunting, but it's not something most people take the time to do. You can do that too. You can find places where your work is piling up and make reasons to show it to people. You can hold an art partly in your art party in your living room. You can make a gallery of some kind on your bathroom wall. You can invite people over to see what you've done in a one-time pop-up event of some kind. You don't have to give your creative power to gurus, leaders, gallery owners, teachers, event spaces, community planners, or experts to make magic happen. Community stuff. Bear and I started holding weekly community dance parties. Have you noticed that these go in order from normal to more and more terrifying? I hope you did. Since Bear is a DJ, he suggested we have people from the neighborhood over for a weekly dance party. He could play whatever he wanted instead of the usual working for a client and at the mercy of their musical taste scenarios he's used to dealing with each week. I could dance with children and puppies while doing my best to avoid making small talk with adults. (laughs) We hung a giant sign on our fence announcing our Thursday plans. We did not invite every single person we knew because we wanted to meet new people. Oh, God, it's so hard. That's what she said. The party started, the first one, at 6.30. Okay, I was sitting outside, and by 6.35, no one had arrived. I deemed the whole thing a big, giant failure. Please note my patience because I gave it a full five minutes. Because literally no one is coming to my party, this is every introvert's worst nightmare. Like, you finally have the courage to have a party, and then no one shows up. It is the worst thing ever. I wanted to crawl into a hole and just quietly cringe to death. Then I stepped away for a few minutes. When I returned, there were nine people in the yard. The little girl across the street who'd been danced for, dressed for our party since 5 p.m. with lipstick, her mom would like to point out, came dancing over and flailed around with a small gang of kids, kids who rode up on scooters. Hipsters from the brewery next door showed up, and they consumed enough beer to dance in their quiet, trying-to-be-cool way. Moms pushing strollers past the party ran home to pick up a few cans of beer and returned with their husbands in tow. Pretzel rods and chips and pizza magically appeared on the picnic table. I introduced myself to 19 strangers in the course of a few hours and invited every single one of them back next week. For the introverts among you, 19 strangers. Just pointing that out. Um, Related to total and complete introversion, if you want to read the first chapter of my book, Introverts at Work, you can join the Fuck Yeah Club at kristenkelp.com, and I will send it right along. You can join it on the About page, the Contact page, or the Start Here page. Terrifying stuff. I submitted my poems to 10 literary publications and contests. Do you see how they're still getting even more terrifying? Uh, I've only submitted my poems to one contest before, and that was 15 years ago. Pushing myself to be brave enough to teach a workshop called Brave means that I'm sharing my poems with people who will most definitely judge them. All of these things happened within seven days of quitting Facebook. I was shocked. I had no idea how much energy was bound up in groups and posts and links and feeds and clicks and likes and followers and all the things social media brings with it. So when people say that X, whatever it is, and again, it doesn't have to be Facebook, isn't so bad or is a quote-unquote necessary evil, where X is Facebook or the job you hate or the marriage you want to leave or some business bits you can't stand or a few clients you want to punch in the face, don't believe them. Necessary evils take energy. Lots of energy. 
You can close your energetic windows so that your efforts take hold. You can stop throwing your time and attention out the window because some expert somewhere said it was necessary. You can give up the app, program, business practice, or relationship that drives you insane. Maybe not all at once. Maybe not just throw it out the window all at once, but definitely, and you can't do it without feeling terrified, but you can give it up, whatever it is. You can free yourself from the chatter and the noise and the asshole brain whispers that you're not good enough. In other words, you can be brave. And you can come to Philly for the Brave Workshop while you are at it. Brave goes down on September 19th and 20th with an opening dinner and book exchange on the 18th to lure the introverts out because books. <laughs> we'll dive into be how into how to be eight kinds of brave together with lectures and activities. And you'll also hop onto the hot seat so that I can personally help you be the sort of courageous that's most needed in your life right this minute. During the last workshop that ranged from getting pregnant to building a website, to starting a new business, to moving across the country for a different job, to actually saying the kinds of weird you are out loud to clients. You will leave feeling lighter, freer, and infinitely more courageous, and you'll have met peeps like yourself who are walking the hard, complicated path toward getting more and more alive each day in a world that's trying to shut us all down and give us another lecture about the importance of SEO and Facebook strategies and webinars and blah, 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 blah. You can get your ticket now at kristenkelp.com brave or grab a free copy of the Brave edition of Fuck Yeah! magazine at uh, kristenkelp.com slash join dash F-Y-A-H or at any place that Fuck Yeah! clubs uh, are available at kristenkelp.com to dive into the topic more fully. Here's to your freedom. Here's to figuring out where your windows are open and closing them one by one. Here's to acknowledging that it's terrifying and acknowledging all the uncertainty that comes with stopping behaviors that you know are stealing your energy and doing it anyway. Here's to acknowledging that we don't have to take part in systems that hurt us, grind us down, or want to steal our energy. May you know the glory of closing the window, wherever it is, whatever it involves, and no matter how long it's been open, while your energy has been pouring out of it. May you feel deeply connected with other people, whether online or off. May you reclaim your energy in small and subtle and tiny ways as well as in big ones. And may you know fully and completely what it is to be brave in this moment and in every moment to come. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you both at Brave, kristenkelp.brave.com, and next week. Should you have any questions, concerns, comments, feedback, any sort of something that you want to talk to me about, I am the K at kristenkelp.com, or you can hit me on the Instagram, instagram.com slash K, K-A-L-P. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you do not want to do this election season alone with your phone, I encourage you to check out jointheantidote.com. It's new, it's fantastic, and promo code TRUST takes $33 off until March 12th, so get on it. Again, jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com, join the antidote.